Welcome back to another episode of The Girls' Room. I'm your host, Marissa, here for another glamorous episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Girls' Room. With Valentine's Day this month, we're talking all things love, dating, breakups, and makeups. Today, we are joined with a very special guest, Vanessa, from On The Rocks podcast to share her experience about online dating during pandemic. So welcome, Vanessa. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. I just had to dish on all of the men, the dating, the drama, the... Uh, I don't know what else. That's it. That's what I'm here for. Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here today. But before we get into online dating, tell us about your podcast. Tell us about On the Rocks. Yes. So On the Rocks is my passion project. Uh, I started about a year ago and it has completely transformed as the world has transformed. I uh, started out podcasting when I was uh, in my early 20s. So I was 21. I am still in my early 20s, but like I feel that is the earliest of the 20s. And I was just starting going out and I was just starting to figure out how to date when alcohol is involved. And I was figuring things out at a different pace because I was not the typical go straight to a four-year university right out of college. I didn't do a bunch of partying, do a bunch of drinking before I turned 21. I'd say I had my fair share, but like probably under the average. So I was really figuring it all out for the first time. And I wanted to bring my experience to a podcast. And I uh, competed in speech and debate in college. And I love to talk. I'm big on public speaking. And so I thought, well, I don't have any other way to do this anymore since I stopped doing that. So let me start a podcast and talk away. My mom always said that she had to tell me to stop talking when I was growing up because I love to talk. So I'm sure you will hear that. Uh, and On the Rocks has evolved over this last year to become more of a place where I share my experience, my vulnerabilities, and the things that I don't necessarily feel we talk about enough as young people and as women. And I've got to meet some of my favorite people, some of my best friends having people on as guests. I bring on people to the podcast that are just fascinating to me, interesting, and I want to know more about their experience and hear them talk about their passions. I think there's nothing cooler than talking to passionate people. And uh, that has been my experience. I just did a little rebrand of On the Rocks, narrowed down my focus a bit more to making it more about experience and still bringing in some of the fun and the dating. And I recently, well, I guess, wow, in the beginning of the pandemic, this is not recently anymore, I did a Love It First Zoom dating series, which I'm sure we will discuss more of. But it was essentially where I went on and to hinge. And I brought on men to my podcast who I had never met in person, never knew anything more than their profile to my podcast where we evaluated each other's podcast, uh, not podcasts. We evaluated each other's profiles, got to know each other, asked deeper questions. And at the end decided if we would like to go on another date with each other. Did a couple of pieces of those. So uh, that's coming back hopefully in 2021 if I can get the bulls to do it again. Um, and yeah, that's a bit about my podcast. It's been a journey and it's still on the up and up. We'll see what happens in 2021. But Okay. I literally, I love everything that you just said. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm so blown away by the fact that you did love it for Zoom. Like that I think is absolutely iconic. The second I saw it, I was like, holy fuck, like she has balls. Like I would never in my entire life be able to do something like that. Like even just online dating is something that like gets me nervous in general. Just, okay, wait, backtrack. Dating in general gets me nervous. Like boys, men, everything. That shit gets me so nervous. So the fact that you were able to do this, like recording yourself, make it into an episode, listen to your date over again. Like it's one thing, like say if you have a shitty date you never have to think about it again but you have to listen back on these dates and you have to go through them and they're on the internet for everyone to hear like I've had guys like know my podcast I'm like hey listen to this you'll see what a date like is with me on zoom and then they just never message back and I'm like oh ow but like probably good probably like a nice little way to get people to know how I am like with with the men because I feel like I have a different personality with guys than I do with girls at least on off of the the cuff, I think. Um, very interesting. I think it's weird that I did that. I love it. And I think it's my, my uh, listener's favorite thing I've ever done on the podcast. But it is kind of crazy that I was just woke up one day and decided to do this and then did it the same day, like straight up woke up one day. Yes, I should explain that. So okay, yes, please explain. <laughs> one day. Yes, during the pandemic, it was early on, second, third month. And I woke up and was like, 
I have this idea. I must have had a dream. It was like, you know, when Stephanie Myers realized Twilight or whatever she wrote. I, and I was like, ugh, I'm a genius. I am, I'm a genius. And around the same time, people were kind of doing something similar, but nothing really podcasty. Like YouTube was kind of Instagram series, kind of. I'm not really sure. It was right in the beginning of that. Um, and so, yeah, I woke up one day and decided to do it. So I did it. <laughs> I messaged men on Hinge, just started sending messages, like mass sending messages to every person I matched with. It was like, hey, come to my podcast, whatever. And of course, you don't get that many people who actually say yes. A couple of people were like, can we do calls before? And I was like, sure, whatever. And then they were like, I don't want to do this. I'm, and I realized, okay, you guys are lame. Like if you're not down to have some fun, like get a little, a little weird, you know what I mean? In the middle of a quarantine, we don't, we don't need to be dating anyways. Right. So yeah, that's how it started. And the first day, like the day I decided to do that, someone said, yes, came on the podcast that day and they were my first episode and they made a TikTok about it. He was all about it. Yes. He loved the little celebrity he gained from that one. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So like, how did you go about like messaging people? Like, were you just like, I'm going to record like our entire date and then put on the internet? Like, how do you even like explain that to someone? No, it's exactly what I did. I think, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was pretty much like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this love at first. I'm thinking about recording a blind first date for my podcast, which I don't know if dating apps seem blind, but I think they are kind of to me. Yeah, It's kind of like a blind date. Yeah. I don't know them, right? You don't yeah, know anyone exactly. who knows them. And you don't really know their personality either just by like looking at a profile. Right. And so, yeah, it's pretty much what I said to them. And they would ask like follow-up questions like, okay, do we get to chat for a bit first and then record? And I was like, yes, of course. Like whatever you want to do. If you don't feel comfortable midway, we can like obviously stop and I won't upload it. I'm like, okay, like fine. A couple people like didn't even ask any questions. They're like, yes, I'll be there. What time? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Guys are, like, kind of down. It depends on their personality, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, I had some interesting dates. I had, I think, four total that I did on the podcast, and each guy was a completely different personality. Really? Yes. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I guess I can tell you a bit more about who they were. So the first guy, very outgoing. Like, loved it. Ate it it up, right? Second guy had a flip phone had almost no technology except for his computer and his flip phone. He used Hinge. I think it was Bumble. I don't know which one it was. I would go to Hinge and Bumble back and forth, mm-hmm. whoever would say yes, right? And he had to use his dating app through his computer because he did not have a phone. And he showed me his flip phone on the Zoom, like was like, hello, here it is. Yeah, it was so, so odd. First person I met, he was like 25. Like it was not he just liked that life, right? Yeah. He never – I would like to also premise that I only one of them went farther than the Zoom date. Really? Yes. Okay. I can't wait to hear about that. Keep going. Yes. Oh, my God. Who was – okay. Third guy was the worst. Like, epitome of a finance bro. I'm pretty sure he worked in finance. Okay. He just had almost no personality, and the personality he did have was super abrasive. He was like kind of mean to me during the podcast, like kind of mean, like made fun of my age. Uh, yeah. Some of my background, he like kind of made fun of me. It was very odd. So he got a, a no date. I put that. I said it on the podcast that I dated him. I was like, well, sure. Fine. Like we go on a second date. Oh my gosh. I, like, rude. I felt uncomfy. He was just the worst. Ew, and like then he, I. Yeah. It's out there forever. No one's going to date him after that. I know. Nice. I mean, good thing. I didn't tag them or anything. Like, nobody, like, knows <gasps> who they are because, okay. like, that would be, like, I think exploitation, right? Um, but I did post pictures of their faces, and I got permission for all of this. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I had a couple people reach out to me and be like, hey, I know this person. Like, one of my good friends knows the guy who was rude to me on the podcast. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the last guy, wonderful. Um, his name is Quentin. Um him and I actually went on a date after two. Yeah. In oh person. Gosh. Pandemic, like socially distanced. Um, but I really liked him. I, we didn't end up like talking more. I went through a weird phase where I was like no men after the dating series. Um, we can talk about them as well. But yeah. So that was my experience with like the four different guys and they were all so different and so weird and like only heard from one afterwards. 
one specifically wow. one. That's a really weird. Like you would think if you have like, I feel like that's like a pretty intimate date. Like it's being recorded. It's going to be used yeah. like for content. Like, I feel like that's like pretty serious. Like how could you just drop someone after that? Like you've been through that's a like, lot. Is that kind of weird? We've been through yeah. a lot together. How dare you? Yeah. yeah that's like eight <laughs> dates in one. Like that's not just like your typical first date. Like that's like pretty serious. No, I know. Rude. Yeah. Yeah, but it was kind of fun, like, the concept of, like, potentially meeting, like, what if I meet the love of my life and we have that forever on the podcast? Like, how cute. Yeah, it's like a dating show. Like, you never know the odds. I love that. That's so much fun. Was this your first time using online dating? No. No, 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 no. I wish I could say it was. I've been online dating since I was a freshman in college. Really? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I started dating online when I was a freshman in college after my high school boyfriend and I broke up because kind of like was one of those situations where it goes a little bit into the first semester of college and then you rekindle when you go back home for Christmas and like yada yada. So uh, yeah, I went on my first online date when I was 18. Yeah, which is kind of young, I think. I've been online dating since since then consistently, I would say. I mean, this last year has been a lot different, but I would go on at least two dates a weekend. Uh, I was pretty active. I mean, I met two guys I dated on the dating apps. I, I've never like met a guy in person we've dated. It's all been through the dating apps. Besides high school, a very different story. Yeah. Uh, but in college, yeah, because I didn't have a traditional route in college. I didn't like live in the dorms. I didn't go to a four year. So it wasn't like guys and frat boys were around and whatever. Like I lived in an apartment, like way off campus, went to a community college and like, yeah, just didn't really date anyone seriously besides from dating apps. Um, so I would say I'm kind of a dating app connoisseur. I know my way around a dating app. Like I know my shit. Like I, I can pull on a dating app. You know what I mean? So tell me, what do you look for specifically in a dating app? Like what, or I guess like in a profile, like what do you look for? Like what are like, I don't know, the good things that we should all be looking out for? Okay. I think this takes time to develop. I think it's a skill. I think you learn who is a douche very early on. Like I, okay, a couple things to not look for, I guess. Let's start there and like what? I think to not look for is pretty much the base. Like, I think you can't really say what you could look for because it's all curated. It's kind of like Instagram. Like, we get to choose the order of everything, how everything looks. So we can literally catfish. Like, and you can tell who's a catfish. I also would like to say that. You can 100% tell who is a catfish. You need to be putting these men into Google photos before you go see them in case they are not real. Because there's some people who straight up aren't real, like are not. That's scary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So, if, okay. A couple things you should not look for. You should look for that are not good. Okay. You should look for screenshots of photos that are as the photo. If someone screenshots a photo and puts it in there, a photo of them, a photo of a person, right? It could potentially be them. Look for that. One, not tech savvy. Two, could be fake. Okay. Three, probably didn't put enough effort in, might still be in a relationship with someone else. That's my little T. Like there is a statistic where they say, I can't remember the exact number. A majority of users on dating apps are entangled with someone else at the time that they are on a dating app. Whether they're not completely, completely single, like I am currently right now, I'm so single. Like I have not had a man on my DMs in so long. But a lot of people are like half dating someone, still in a relationship. Like I recently saw a guy who I went to high school with, who I kind of dated, who has a kid, who is married on a dating app, who recently moved to San Diego. Holy fuck. Yes. Yikes. So I trust no one. No one. But I think you can tell. Like I really think you can tell who is of some sort of quality versus who is not of quality. Like, I really think you can. If they have anything in their bio that says, I am overly competitive about, no, that's a zero. We're going to put that as a zero. That's douchey. Do we agree? 100%. Douchey. And it's like, what are the other prompts that are like awful? If you're shirtless in any of your photos, that's not a group photo, you got to go. 
I dated a guy for a year. It was one of his photos was he was shirtless. And I now know. <laughs> That's my <laughs> That's a red flag right there. It is it's a red flag. Because, I mean, I'm not posting bikini pics. Because I would get, like, weird men in my DMs. But men think it's hot. And I think there should not be a double standard there. I agree. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right, what else? Yeah. I mean, I just think you really have to kind of go through the the motions. You have to go on bad dates. You have to remember what their profiles are like. You have to, like, listen to people on TikTok when they say – when they review people, and if a man has a fish in his photo, I was just he is holding, you run the other direction. You say, nope, bye. He may be outdoorsy. Not in the right ways. Outdoorsy people do not talk about the fact that they are outdoorsy people. They just don't. They just don't go in the real world. They are outdoorsy. Okay? He went fishing once. He probably had a, like, MAGA hat on. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably not packing you know what i mean he's gotta go he's gotta go that's it that's on that one i am <laughs> fucking here for this i love the memes talking about like guys holding just a fucking dead fish in their hand and like think that that's hot shit like think that that's gonna make them attractive like if there is carnage on your profile <laughs> exactly. what are you gonna do to me am i gonna be dead after date one probably probably <laughs> Like, I just don't know why they think that, like, that's a hot and, like, that that's going to get them something. Like, no one fucking cares that you go fishing. Like, do you think that that makes you look like you have money or something? Like, no, no. I don't give a f- If you had money, you'd be on a tennis court. <laughs> I love this. Oh, my gosh. I'm cracking up. <laughs> hilarious. Like, I don't know. I just think there's just... There's just things you have to look for that people people are telling you. Like, it's no longer a question of who is a douche on a dating app. Like, the, the resources are out there. You just have to listen to them. I don't care if he's nice to you. If he's wearing a red hat and he has a fish, you should run. Or, like, a douchey gym pick. Like, I can't do those. If it's, like, a selfie no. in the mirror or, like, in the locker oh. room at the gym, absolutely fucking not. That's the cutoff shirt. flexing. Mm-hmm. His, like, traps are up. Mm-hmm. You see people in the background, like, with their fucking faces in it, like, why is this guy taking a picture right now? Yeah, no, that's definitely, that would be my red flag. If I see a gym picture, and you're in the middle of the gym with, like, other people around you, or you're in the locker room, right? that's my red flag right there. No, and there are certain guys, and you can tell certain men on the dating app immediately, in my opinion. Well, I live in a place, I just talked about this on my most recent uh episode about dating in san diego but in dating in san diego was very specific you have like three types of guys you have a frat boy you have a military guy and you have a craft beer guy i would say that is potential for most places on like the coasts like that's who you're kind of gonna see and then there are normal ones but we don't talk about them because they're good right we don't want to make them feel bad good for you you know you live your life you're normal you have a job you go there you come back you can drink beer, that's fine. But there are specific men, right? And like, I can spot them immediately on a dating app, like almost immediately, especially military guys and especially frat bros. And those are people I have had, I've only not really had experience frat boys, but I went through a phase where I dated a lot of military men. And um, specifically in San Diego, there is like every single branch of the military, which is a good thing. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for that lifestyle, right? I'm not really looking for that lifestyle, so I have to be careful. Like, I have to make sure I, like, recognize that what type of guys look like, especially in their 20s. They all dress the same. They all look the same. All probably have a mustache that should go. Yeah. Does any type of facial hair that should go. Like, a couple, like, little, like, straggles, and they think they're like, oh, I'm going a beard right now. I'm like, no, oh, you're not. It's like, so gross. No, shave that. Like, you have three hairs on your chin right now. Like, that's not... You have nothing. Like, please stop trying to make it like a thing. I remember that was like a thing in high school, like when guys like first started like growing facial hair and they would grow it out, and like it's still like that to this day. And I'm like, please give up the act. Okay, you have nothing there. It's cool. Like you you don't have facial. I like a man with a big beard. You know that is fine. If you can grow a beard, you can have a beard. I understand it's a manhood thing, but if you can't, it's okay. I'm I'm also not judging you, but don't try. Yeah, just give it up, shave it off. Like, it's yeah, it's self awareness. There is self awareness, and that's a good thing. If you're looking at a dating app and you're like, "Hey, this man does not have self awareness," then 
then, then there's no point. You know what I mean? But okay, I would like to also say I'm being very pessimistic. I used to go on dates with guys who looked like all of these. A fish in the, a fish in the photo? Hell yeah. Sign me up. I was there. I, you know, like I, I like have had my flings with all these type, types of men. But there's a reason I'm saying this now. It's because I'm learning that men do not have fully developed prefrontal cortexes. They just don't at my age currently. I agree. If I was to date another 22-year-old, it would be a hot mess. You kind of have to look, think critically about where you are in life, what you want to do, who you want to think about, who you want to date. If you want to go on the dating apps to have a lot of fun hookups, these are different criteria. I am trying to not do that as much. I'm trying to have meaningful relationships. Like, I, if the quarantine's taught me anything, it's like I probably want to have a boyfriend now. Like, I probably, you know, maybe would like someone to, like, hold me at night, you know? So I think about those things. Yeah, yeah, I would tell me I'm pretty. Um, I, but I think about those things. So that's why I'm pessimistic because I've experienced the opposite of everything I'm, you know, looking for now. So. But I think it's, like, good sometimes, too, to, like, go on these shitty dates and just, like, I mean, go on dates in general because I feel like every single time you go on a date with someone or you're dating someone in a relationship, whatever, that you learn so much about yourself and, like, you learn about your likes, you learn about things that you want in the future, you learn about the things that you definitely don't want in a partner. Like, I feel like you can always get something even if it's, like, the worst fucking experience of your life. Right. No. And I was someone who was, uh, when I was in high school, I hadn't had a boyfriend until I was in a senior. I was, like very single. No men in my DMs back then either, or my AIM message or whatever I used. My my telephone, right? My flip phone. No one was on there. And I saw my friends go through terrible relationships and I experienced toxicity from like my friends. I didn't have to go through it, but I became like the group therapist, if that makes sense. I think this is a thing with single girls who didn't have boyfriends till like really in college where they like learned how to like understand what is not good for you because your friends went through it, which is kind of sad. Like, you know, wish I could have helped them more, but it's just like, I know now that I don't want to experience toxicity. It's fun for a second. Like call her daddy is this huge thing. They talk about toxic dating and like, it's just like the hookup culture, right? It seems fun until you're literally in a ball crying because I doesn't like you and he told you he's not going to like you, but you keep trying because you're not aware that that's not healthy. And like, I'm going to be 22. I'm not ready for marriage yet. Hell no. But I don't want to sit through, right? I don't want to sit through shitty relationships. Like at least they should have some, some redeeming qualities. I don't want to be sad. And I saw that from like, still now people like sit in relationships where they're sad and they're unhappy. And like, as friends, we tried to push them out and say, go girl, fly away. And they can't get away because they haven't seen what healthy is. Um, so I try to at least go for that. Like that's the, if I'm going to go towards the light, it's going to be towards the healthy one. You know, <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. No, I totally, I totally get that. Like, I'm also not in a place that where I'm ready for like something like super like commitment, but like, it would be nice to be in a relationship, but like, also like, I'm not trying to date to get married. So like, I'm kind of just trying to date to like, have someone to like, be nice to me and like, be a part and of experience my things with yes, and like, exactly. and grow with and learn things from and like the whole thing, you gotta, fig- you gotta, whatever, kiss a lot of frogs until you find your prince. But like, yeah. I want to kiss a frog for a couple of months. Yes. And I'm not oh, just boy. like trying to like be in a relationship to like, just be with someone. Like, I don't even know if like any of this is like making sense what I'm saying right now, but I feel like a lot of times like people are in relationships just because they don't want to be alone. Right. And like, that's sad too. Like, I guess like I do want to be in a relationship, so I'm not alone. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. I also oh, don't yeah. think that, like, makes sense. I don't even know how to, like, explain this, I guess, but, like. No, yeah. I see that. I see the, like, I think I've experienced that. I am alone, but I am not lonely because I've learned to appreciate my own values. and like, Yes, yes. And, like, it took a long time, but, like, I'm there now. And that's the reason I started, I stopped doing the Love at First Zoom series was because I needed to realize that, like, I am okay without a guy. 
And during that time, I was doing the love at first zooms. I was not over the guy I was talking to pre-pandemic. Like we stopped talking the day the world shut down. Like we had our last, like we had like not our last. Yeah. Yes, we did. Like we had a blow up fight the day before the world shut down. We had been talking for like two months and we were like at odds because we really liked each other, but we didn't want relationships, yada, yada, yada. One of the typical, I think that's very typical of your early 20s. Um, and I was not over him the entire time I was living love at first Zoom. Then I started talking to this guy that I like liked, that I met on love at first Zoom, that Quentin guy. And then the other guy came back and I was like, oh, I really want to come back to that guy. And oh my God, I was so conflicted. And so I realized that I needed to take an intentional step away from dating because I could not put in the effort I wanted to with that Quentin kid. I like really thought I could, but I was like, I like the other guy. I don't know. I'm so conflicted. I don't know what to do when it's the quarantine and I'm depressed and oh my God, the world's ending. So I was like, I cannot physically, emotionally manage any of this. That guy from the past and I really decided to cut it off after we had a little rekindle. And I told that man that I really could not see him if that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, I can't move forward with you because I'm not okay with being alone right now. When for so long, my entire life I was, I didn't date until I was a senior in high school, which is pretty long. I think I didn't have those crazy relationships. So it was like, I need to figure out how to be alone in a time where everyone's alone. When I feel not okay with where I'm at, I don't feel okay with being alone. I'm longing for some sort of relationship that I'm not ready for. And if I'm not ready for it, then I'm not going to be able to put positive energy into it. It's not going to go towards that healthy light. You know what I mean? So I had to learn the difference between being lonely and being alone and like dating and not dating and being intentional with both. Because I think you need to be. I think being in the middle and just like flailing around is like a recipe to hurt others. So that's my two cents on that one. I completely agree. And I think that that's like really smart too, that like you were being so intentional about it. And like you were being mindful of everybody's feelings, your own feelings, Quentin's feelings, the other guy's feelings, everybody. And I think that that's good because a lot of times like people don't realize that and they will just drag you along and drag you along, like as they're trying to figure things out in the process and then end up hurting people like six months down the line and be like, oh, well, actually I wasn't over that from previously. Like, I feel like it's really important to be direct from the start and use open communication. Like maybe you are going to hurt someone's feelings, but I would rather have my feelings hurt like in like the first like three weeks of us talking than like three years down the line. So I think that that's so important. Like realize these things right away and like just don't drag people along throughout the process. Oh yeah. And I think the thing that really indicated me to go towards that intentional direction was the guy that had come back, you know, resurfaced was doing that to me. He was doing that exact thing where he was not ready and he told me he wasn't ready and we still tried to see if we could be ready. And it was not like we both wanted a relationship. It was just both like, hey, let's like each other without, you know, being weird about it. You know, it's like that was what we were trying to do. We couldn't even get to that point. And I was like, you just drag, like drug me along for the most vulnerable period, you know, I've had in my life where like, I'm so scared of the world and like, it's everything's falling down around me. And I don't want to do that to someone else because I am hurting from this. And if I'm not ready to move on, then like my love for Zoom series, although popular, can take a break. You know what I mean? When I'm ready and I'm more prepared and I feel more emotionally available. And like, I don't even think it was conscious at the moment. Now I'm talking about it now. I'm like, wow, look at me being mature. I love that for me. Wow. Six months ago, Vanessa, you were killing it. But at the time, it was just like out of necessity. Like I just knew it was important for me to like, it wasn't necessarily like you said, like caring about everyone else's feelings. It was just like putting me back into a homeostasis. Like literally that was my only goal. I was like, I need to like not be crushed anymore. I need to feel okay. And dating can make you feel crushed. Like it's fun to talk about dating, hooking up, whatever. But it is like a crushing experience because it's vulnerability. It's like putting myself out there in a way that I don't typically do, which means I have the opportunity to get hurt and I have the opportunity to hurt others. It's fucking hard, basically. It's like the main 
the main point of this. It's fucking hard because there's so much emotion that goes into it. Like, I don't know. Always my first thought when I'm dating someone, this is so insane. But my first thought is like, I wonder who's going to get hurt. Is it going to be me or is it going to be him? Like, who's going to break up with each other? Like, my first thought is always like, what's going to happen? Like, whose feelings are going to get hurt here? Right. Right. And it's when it's coming to the end or you're like noticing it's tense. You're like, oh, I better not be me. I got to be the one to break it off. Let's go. Super quick. Get out of here. Exactly. It's so hard because like you invest so much into someone else. And then like once that's over, you have to like figure out how to like rebuild yourself and like bring all those emotions back into yourself too. And it's a really, really challenging time. So sometimes I avoid dating, so I don't have to go through any of this. But then also at the same time, I'm like, I would like to also be in a relationship, but then I don't want to get my feelings hurt either. So it's always just like so many like thoughts that are just like zooming around this head. Yeah. And that's why I think it takes intention because it's like, you have to choose to put yourself out there. You have to choose to be ready to be hurt. You have to know it's a risk. And like, sometimes we're not emotionally available to be hurt and like so we put walls up and we hurt other people and like it's it's a lot and i i choose well i've chosen over the last however long oh my god since may no may june right may i think it was may he's a gemini the last guy that's may right whatever it was like around his birthday time okay whatever it doesn't matter whatever Gemini season is, that's the last time I've dated. I'd like had guys in my DMs actively talking to me, you know, like, and I've done a lot of work on myself since. I started going to therapy. I started caring more about spending time with my family. I started like realizing other relationships in my life were also not benefiting me. And I started doing a lot of hard work and it's been a really like, I guess, challenging quarantine because I've realized, okay, I have a lot of time to like take inventory and like come out of this like better than I came into it. That's like my goal. And that applies to dating. I wasn't smart about it. I was going to bars. I was making out with random men. I probably had COVID pre-COVID because I was being irresponsible with, you know, like that's really irresponsible. I love making out with men at bars, but like I probably won't do it anymore. (laughs) You know, like, like how risky, whatever. But now it's like okay how am I gonna come out of this like aware socially responsible thinking more critically will I have read two books throughout this last year hopefully I don't know I'm just trying to come out better and like I've realized that guys are not are not the better for me at the moment so that's another ramble I hope it's so weird because I keep saying like I hope this makes sense but like I think it does make sense to me at least so it makes sense makes to me sense. okay yeah. Yeah. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for our internal thoughts because we think about them all the time and it's like our way of understanding our reality. But I think a lot of people probably have experienced this too, especially during quarantine. Yeah, of course. I think that it's really important to take time to like really focus on yourself. Like say like, I'm not going to date at all right now. I'm not going to like intentionally look for people. I'm not going to like reach out in DMs or anything and just like solely focus on yourself because you can learn so much during that. Like really like tricky time like post breakup like being single trying to figure things out on your own it's really 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 challenging but I feel like you learn so much about yourself and even just like the other relationships around you like you were saying like it's such an important time in our life and I feel like it like really gets overlooked because like yeah a lot of time like you are sad you are crying like you're eating a lot of chocolate going through like the typical breakup but like once you work past that you like get such an experience and like almost form a relationship with yourself. And like, that's so important to have. Right. And we have this extra time right now where like, there's nothing stopping us from doing that. Like typically before the pandemic, I was going, 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 I would work at from five to eight, from five to noon, I would take a nap, go out until 2 a.m., go to work the next day at six. You know, like I was consistently going and going and going because I was like, I'm 21. I'll never experience this again. And like, it was so much that I was overlooking everything about me, who I was, how I was treating people. I didn't remember anyone's name because I was so busy trying to be everything. And now I'm like, someone talks to me for more than 20 minutes and I'm like overwhelmed and I have to take a nap. (laughs) Like, like what a like complete 180, but we have this time where like, we have no excuses. And I've said this a billion times, but like, if we're going to build any relationship right now, it should be the relationship with ourselves. And like, if a guy comes along, he's going to like me more now than he liked me a year ago, because 
I actually have energy to like put into something where I can be positive and not in a chaotic state. But I'm also really fucking impressed. I just need to comment on this. How fucking hard you were going, working, going out <laughs> until like 2 a.m. I could never. But I also feel like you're right. There's like so much pressure on like, this is the best time of your life. Enjoy these years now. Like, and especially like when you're 21 too, like I can drink for the first time. Like I'm legal. Like there's so much fucking pressure to constantly go and do all these things and have all these experiences when like, in reality, we don't need to do it. We have our whole set of 20s. We have fucking so many years to experience all this, but we try to like jam pack it into this time. And especially like when you're in college too, like there's so much to experience. This is your first sense of freedom, all this stuff. And you try to like date every single person, go out to every single bar, go to every party. But like you have no time to focus on yourself. And like, that's crazy to think about how like we all experience no, yeah. that. And like, we get so excited and we are so ready for the twenties. And then we essentially like waste them away because we're not being mindful at all. Like we just like, mm, whatever, we'll see what happens. Like I probably will make way more mistakes now, but like, at least I get them out of the way. And it's like, what? Like, wh that's our mindset. Like, I'm like literally like so tired. I'm drinking Celsius every morning to get myself out of bed and do it all again so that I can have some sort of instant gratification or like when I can go out and like actually go to bars I like, when I can like date guys I like, I'm going to be so much more fulfilled and like happy and excited to do those things instead of feeling they're out of necessity. Like I would go to the bar sometimes when I was way too tired. I would have the worst time and I would be mean to my friends because I was, you know, whatever, tired and like angry, angsty. And like I was running myself down. If, the, if COVID had not happened... I don't know where Vanessa would be. I wasn't being irresponsible, but I was not being mindful. And I just had this mindset that I had to do it all right now. And like, I had to figure it out while I was 21 and then experience it better when I was late, like older. And I'm like, I'm 22 now. I'll probably leave the pandemic when I'm like 23-ish. We'll see how things go. And I hope I'm nicer. Like, I hope I'm happier. Like, I just, you know... I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah, I think if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's really just taught us to slow down and to really appreciate like all the moments and like not be afraid to like say no to things. Like you don't always have to go to a go. Like I feel like there's such like this fear of FOMO, like fear of missing out on like all these events. But I mean, we're missing out on a lot of events right now and we're still like, okay, we're still fine. We're still making things work. So I feel like if anything, we're just now more accustomed to being able to slow down. Yeah. And I like the slow life. Like, I don't think I'll ever be out at the bar until 2 a.m. again. Like, I don't, I go to bed at 9.30. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to leave for the bar. I used to leave for the bars at 9.30. Like, if you got there before 9.30, you were weird. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm going to be never doing that again. Thank you. I'll be home at 10.30 in bed with my Cheez-Its. Like, thank you. Yeah, I think more. back on my college life and I'm like, how the fuck did I ever do that? Like going out like two days in a row, like I could never, like once I hit 21, I think my hangover started lasting a week. Like yeah, I yeah. could never like have that lifestyle of like going out anymore. Like if I'm going out, I'm going out at 4.30 and I'm going to be home by like six. <laughs> but I'm, I don't know what it will be like actually, but like I have two hard kombuchas now. Have you ever had a hard kombucha? No, I didn't know okay, Everyone on the podcast, hard kombuchas are like a huge San Diego thing, but they're starting to move nationally. You guys are, you guys are going to love them. Love them. They're like little cocktails in a can, essentially. They're so good. Whatever. I watched The Bachelor on Monday night, and I had two hard kombuchas. I was hungover all day on Tuesday, <laughs> the, the entire day. It happens when you hit 21. Like, you get these hangovers that are wild. I don't even know. I find it wild. I used to be able to like do a lot of vodka shots. I loved a good Vegas bomb. Like I was drinking vodka waters. Vodka waters were my thing. Like I was actually a psychopath because I was like balling on a budget and I was like vodka water, you know, but I loved them. I thought I was the coolest person in the bar and I would literally like my entire body was not okay the next day. But I'd still, I'd still got again. Oh my god, oh, it's giving me PTSD. I can't think about it. 
holy fuck the shit that we made ourselves go through in college just to like have like a quote-unquote good time or have like the college experience is literally insane like how are any of us still functioning now like how are we good I think about that all the time people who did really hard drugs in college like now they are literally running companies how did you get there like (laughs) I'm so scared of you (laughs) like you could do anything (laughs) I don't know impressive literally I can't even think about my life in college right now like that the oh no so were you when you were in college did you date like a lot of frat boys was that your thing like what was your type I'm so curious I could never go for a frat boy in my entire life like my school wasn't really big on fraternities like they weren't like official so they were kind of like fake fraternities in a way which is like weird like we didn't have like the big like frat houses you just had to like rent a house and like have all the fraternity members like live in it so to say so I was an athlete when I was in college and it was like kind of like we looked down on like frat people I guess and I feel like all the athletes kind of like stayed in like their own little bubble and then I stopped playing sports my junior year and I like focused on my major and I was an art major so then I started kind of like going more towards like the art scene and like the hipster oh, boys and like we all love of that, that. So I've never experienced uh, that. I feel like it would be like a, like a trip. Yeah, but I definitely went for like the really, really douchey people who treated me like shit and were terrible to me because I didn't know how to like value myself. I didn't have like any self-worth and I just like wanted to like have someone in my life. So I would just let these people treat me like shit over and over again and like, you know, like the good times just girly stuff yeah and then (laughs) like we were talking about I finally like took a step back and I was like oh my god I I can't I'm not in the place to date right now because I will literally just allow anybody to do anything to me so it's like I need to like take a break and I haven't dated okay I kind of dated that's a lot so like I haven't had like a legit boyfriend in like four or five years because I was like I need like a solid fucking break and I learned so much about myself and I feel like my next time I'm in a relationship like it's gonna be fucking killer because like I'm now like such a different person and I'm like I care about myself. We love that for us. I care (laughs) about myself and it's like cute. It's just so funny that that is our very minimum right that we can like think that caring about ourselves has to happen you know I'll I'll get there like I don't really care now but like maybe one day it's like no I want to like be fun and cute and quirky, right? Like edgy, but I still want to be able to go to sleep at night without tears running down my face. Yeah. Just like, I think that's one thing I've realized that I have no room for the drama anymore of it. Like, I just want to, we talked about this already, but like, I just want to be happy. God, is that so hard to ask? Yeah, If I'm happy with myself, I'm not going to push it. Like I'm on the dating apps, let's be real. Like that's the whole point of this podcast. I'm on the dating apps. I do swipe. The last time I talked to a guy, I it was probably the longest conversation and it was half a day. And I was like, I'm so excited to see this go nowhere because I know that it's not going anywhere during the pandemic. And these guys know it too. You know, we're all just kind of talking. Maybe we'll meet up. Maybe if we're really risky. But like, it's just a completely different game than it used to be. Like going on dating apps is essentially just to like have someone to talk to. And it's like, well... I don't know, for me at least. I don't know how other people use it. But it's like, what do we talk about when we're doing nothing? And two, usually I have like three messages and we meet up in person if I trust them. If I see that they actually have an Instagram, like I'll go meet them in person, right? Somewhere outdoors, whatever. But now it's like, you got to really put effort. You got to do a Zoom call first. You got to ask how they care about COVID. If you are someone who's very strict on it, like I am, I'm not going to just see some rando. You know, I want to know that you care. And, like, I also want to know more about, like, your morals and values before I meet you on a first date. Like, there's so much more that goes into it than, like, it I used to be. Like, because it was kind of harmless. You go out, they pay for your drink, you go home, okay, whatever. That sucked. And now it's like, well, if it sucks, I might have COVID. Ah, like, yeah. you know, it sucks and I'm sick. Shit. That's not good. <laughs> you know? Like, for what? Like, what did I get out of it? No. And so you're just on dating apps doing the same shit. You know, we'll see if it happens. And then it doesn't. I had a tweet. I posted a tweet and I was like, I don't tweet often. So what I do with like, I remember them. Uh, <laughs> I was like talking to this guy on a dating app for the longest I've talked to anyone in six months. Can't wait to see this app go absolutely nowhere. Like, And guess what? It went absolutely nowhere. 
That's like so sad. I know, but it's just this new reality of what dating yeah. apps are. I, it depends on you and like your standpoint on the world right now, but like I think more critically about who I'm going to date now because I've seen so many social issues, so many things come up that like I care deeply about. And I've been in a relationship where I did not have the same morals and values with someone and it lasted for over a year. And I look back now and it's like one of those TikToks where you just like cringe. You're like thinking back about like, you know, how did I do that to myself? But uh, I don't want to do that again. I kind of want to have at least something in common with these people because we do nothing. We have to talk. And if we don't like the same things, (laughs) what are we going to talk about? It's just, so it's taking extra time. It's taking more effort, which if you're not into dating, is something you don't want to do, right? So just a freaking cycle that goes nowhere. And man, I don't think I don't think I'd be able to do that. I don't think I could do like dating apps in general. But like, have you ever been on a dating app? No, I've never done a <gasps> dating app. Oh my god, you were a rare. I You're know. a unicorn. I know. Wow. I'm just so oh, special. You meet them in person. I like, know. Isn't that crazy? No, I've never done a dating app. Like I used to just. I don't know. I feel like in at least like my college, like no one ever used dating apps to actually date. It was just a fuck. And like, I wasn't really there for that. Like it was just about the hookup culture and like, yeah, I love a good hookup every now and then, but like, I wasn't actively like looking for that. If I was looking for anything, I wanted a relationship. And then I kind of just like had this idea in my head, like following that, like no one on there is ever going to want to date me. They're just going to want to fuck. And then like, draw me out of corner, you know? Right. And right. so I feel like if I met people in person, or I guess like through like Instagram, sometimes like I'll meet people that way. But like, I guess if I met them in person, like they would have like better intentions, which like none of them ever really right. do, but still like, it was like a cute idea in my head. Like, oh, well maybe they'll be nicer because I met them in right. person. That's funny. The idea that they're going to be better just because they, you meet them in person. But no, it's yeah. another thing with dating apps, you can tell almost immediately who wants to hook up versus who wants to get to know you. And right. like. I have had experiences where like you were talking to a guy for maybe like three messages and he goes, so why are you on the dating apps? And I like immediately match because I know what he's going to ask me. I'm going to be like, well, I kind of want a relationship. And he's like, oh, I just want to hook up. Bye. You know, that's, that's a red flag. Also, sorry, I should have mentioned that earlier. If they ask you why you're on the dating apps, it's because they want to hook up with you, at least in my experience. Um, and sometimes it says on your profile, like you can choose I'm looking for something serious. I'm looking for something casual or I don't know yet is a big one. And I don't know yet means I'm looking for something casual just so everyone knows. That's a easy way to do it. Easy way to see what they're looking for. Um, But no, the messages can still kind of add up in the same way. Um, I, uh, there's a potential at the end that they really only want to hook up, but at least if they're trying to get to know me a little bit more, then I think it's more of a, it's a situation I'd be involved. I'd like to be involved in. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But I think it has evolved. To, some dating apps are specifically for hookups. I'd say Tinder is a hookup dating app. Bumble is probably in the middle. And Hinge is more of a relationship dating app. Uh, there are people on every single one of them who have different opinions, different experience. But I would say that's like my ranking of the dating apps. Okay. Good to know. Do you have like any advice for like how to make your own profile like kind of like stand out? I guess like what do you add to your profile? Yes. I'm going to pull mine up so I can see. But I have had these guys on my podcast. We've discussed this. The guys on the podcast and I reviewed each other's profiles. And I think that there is a method to making your profile look the most carefree yet structured because you need to find a happy medium kind of like instagram you don't want to seem like you're trying to like impress people but you want to impress people (laughs) like okay i don't know so i think your first photo has to be yourself that's it that's the only person in the photo people who have two people in the photo it takes more research who are you right Mm -hmm. i had a guy on my, my podcast who had the first three photos were with him and his brother. Oh, no. How are you supposed to know which one it is? Like, 
And what if I don't want one of them? Right. It's a whole process. I think funny prompts are the way to go because the dating apps give you prompts. Okay. Essentially. Like, I want someone who I know the best spot in town for blank. So it gives people room to talk to you. I think funny ones are the way to go. Right? If you put, I'm overly competitive about everything in your profile and you're a man, that's too much for me. Right? So I have one that is either short. I like to keep my prompts short. I don't like to explain my entire life. I think that they're funny, they're unique, and they're personable to you. People will be able to reach out to you easier and you'll have a better conversation. I think uh, you should have majority of your photos of yourself and then like one or two with a group. So it proves that you have a social life or <laughs> that you like to do something specific. Um, but I really think having photos from different angles, proving that you're real is important. I, some guys, some people put their uh, Instagrams, they hook them up so people can like see more of their photos and that's beneficial. I like mine to be really funny. I have a photo of me. I got a nose job. Well, I got a like fix for my deviated septum. So I have a photo of me with my cast on. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I have something about my political preference. I have something about Vegas bombs, which are a very specific shot you can get at bars and they're really good and they have Red Bull in them. Hard to explain, but they're fun. Um, and I have that on my profile. I have a video of Lindsay Lohan uh, doing like a really weird, uh, like <laughs> she's doing some video talking about herself as if she was signing up to a dating app, like what she's looking for. And I think that's really funny. So I have that. And like, um, yeah, people like message me off certain things and I can kind of tell if they're funny or not. You know, like if they message me back to my nose job with like, did you get in a bar fight? Like, I think that's funny. So I'll message them back, you know, like, it's just, for me, I'm also taking it less seriously. I think it's fun. Conversation is like my goal. Um, and so that's my situation there. But I think you have to remind yourself what you're looking for and tailor your, your profile to that and put your personality in there. Like, there's no harm in just being like, I'm weird. Okay. Now, you know. So you're going to get guys who like respect that. So you don't have to get through the third day. And they're like, she's so weird or whatever. Just put yourself out there. Like if you're putting yourself out there, might as well put the real one out there. I love that. Okay. The Lindsay Lohan video. That's fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. Definitely just be yourself. Like if you want people to date you and know the real you, like they're going to fucking find out eventually, like might as well just put it all out there for them. Like right off the bat. And do it in a cute way. You don't want to be too, like, real too soon. Yeah, maybe like, don't be super blunt about it. But like. <laughs> Casually, I'm super funny and, like, kind of crazy. But you won't know that for a while, you know. It's, we keep that part hidden, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> so do you have any other dating advice, any other mm. red flag tips, any other what works for you, what doesn't work for mm. you? Gosh, that's a great question. I'd say just wow I guess show up as who you are like I said I think that's the biggest advice I have for people and I guess to reiterate know if you're ready to be in the dating scene or not and be open about that be open about what you're looking for don't sugarcoat it if you're actually just looking to have a hookup be real about it and you'll get what you want and, you know, I would say also during the pandemic, date responsibly. I'm really big into pandemic safety. And I think that like we have the rest of our lives to be with someone. And if you're just going on a bunch of dates to go on a bunch of dates and endangering other people in the process, and it might not be the best situation, you know, look for people who have the same morals and values and you be upfront. And uh, it's also okay if you're not looking for anything serious. Like in our early 20s, we don't have to be like, hey, put a ring on it. But if you want a ring, you tell them, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my, my motto is I think I take life really seriously in almost every aspect. And I'm trying to remind myself that dating is the part of life that I want to take the least serious. I want to have fun. I want to meet different types of people. I want to know one day when I have a bunch of kids, 
uh, I mean, that's an overstatement. When I get married, right, that I, I tested the waters and I saw what was out there and I was true to myself and like, I don't want to have any regrets. Um, so that's how I'm moving forward into the world. And I think February is coming up, right? Valentine's Day, baby. I will be alone. My mother will be sending me a card, hopefully a teddy bear. I will be ordering takeout. I will be getting myself a cake of some sort. I will be baking. I will be doing nothing with a man. And I am so excited. I am so excited. No weird cards from guys. No expectations. No lingerie. No uncomfortable moments with the guy you're recently seeing. We don't need that. I'm having a Galentine's Day by my goddamn self this 2021. And I am so excited for it. So. I think that those are the best Valentine's days because you get to do everything that you actually want. You get to get the things that you actually want. The I things know. that you value. And like, just like have like a casual day. Like you said, there's no expectations, no stupid lingerie, no like yep. crazy dates or anything. Like no. No like weird heart necklaces that you're never going to wear again. <gasps> the no hearts for your hair. God, it's so bad, men. They only have the audacity. They only do. And I know what I like. And I'm going to buy that for myself. Moving forward, even in a relationship, give me your card, buddy. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no more. None. <laughs> None of these awkward gifts are in, like, the in-between phase. Like, are we going to, like, buy each other something? Or, like, oh. are we going to, like, are we serious about this? Oh, my God. It's nice to experience Valentine's Day by yourself. And, like, I try to, like, emphasize that as much as possible because I used to be so bitter on Valentine's Day. Me too. Fuck all these relationships. I hope you guys break up. Like, I was the worst. Just because <laughs> I wasn't in a relationship because I got dumped. And then finally, when I stopped being such a dickhead, I was like, oh my God, like, Valentine's Day on my own is, like, so much fun. Like, I do all mm-hmm. the things that, like, I ever wanted and have a great time. And it's just, like, yeah. there's no pressure. I don't have to buy anybody else anything and, like, worry about them. Like, it's just, it's all about me. <laughs> like, what? I love that? me. <laughs> it's- I like me. And I want to be alone, and I like it. No, I, I 100% agree. That's so funny. I would literally be the most bitter human being in the world. It's like, oh, look at them with their cards, especially, like, when people in high school used to, like, bring around balloons and, ah, uh, Teddy bears and everything. I hated those people. It was the worst. It was the worst. But now I get to do my own shit, and I like that a lot more, so... I think that it's so important to truly like experience that at least once in your life. Like maybe just like break up for the day of Valentine's Day and like have your own Valentine's Day to yourself. <laughs> like and watch the movie Valentine's Day. You'll see yes. every different scenario and you'll be like, you like the girl who's a single most. She's like out there with like at the restaurant. She has the baton and she's hitting the pinata that's shaped like a heart. She's like, love sucks. Do it. Like that's so much funner than you know, whatever, everyone else in that movie. (laughs) Such an iconic film. I was literally just going to say, you have to watch Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day or you're just not doing it right. Same thing with New Year's Eve. It's like the same kind of movie. Yes. I love a good chick flick. I've been like rewatching chick flicks, which is also a problem. Oh, I need to stop doing that because I'm realizing that love does exist and I don't want to know that. But then sometimes it also puts like really bad like expectations into your head too. Like chick flicks, like... Mm, they're so sweet but just sometimes they're just not real and like sometimes like we can't shoot for the moon with these expectations that they put into our head sometimes we gotta just you know aim a little bit lower start there life isn't hollywood no (laughs) yeah we're just gonna get a random ass heart-shaped necklace that like probably the gas station (laughs) you know because they forgot Nope, 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 nope. I even for, I forgot the Valentine's Day was even coming up. Yeah. That's how single I am. Like it was not even on my radar. I probably would have forgotten it the entire day if no one told me. Well, same. I like I like single. this phase that I'm at more than I did before. It's fun. Join the single side. I mean, I'm having a great time over here. We're going on like five yeah. years, and I'm just I'm having a ball. We love it. We love but it. If anybody wants to slide in my DMs and tell me that they love me, I mean, I'm not going to turn you down. They are open. They are open. <laughs> 
Seriously, thank you times a million for this episode because I had the most laughs that I think I've had in the longest time. You're fucking hilarious. And just, you taught me so much about the dating scene that I did not know prior. So if I ever do join a dating app, I owe it all to you because I have learned We need so a follow-up episode. We need to know what your like experience is like. We need to see the dates. We need to see the men, all of it. I'm thinking about it I am like a little like on the fence I've thought about it for a little bit because like I don't know I just like I want to meet people but like well now's a good time because you don't have to actually meet them you get to play around with the app see the men like I said you got to like start figuring out who's who and then when you can go back out and like actually meet people like without boundaries you'll be ready you'll be on the dating app you'll be a pro I'll be the connoisseur just like you I'll learn that if they have a fish, then they're a no. If they have a gym pick, they're a no. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna learn all these red flags. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I love talking about this stuff. I mean, throughout this year, it's been weird to talk about dating, but I think uh, as things we see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's it's fun to discuss this again because I know one day I'll be able to go back out and make out a thread at the bar without fear. And I, I long for the day. I can't wait. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Seriously, thank you so much. Everybody go and follow On The Rocks podcast. I'm going to add it to the link description, the Instagram, all the links, everything like that. Make sure to go listen to her episode. So thank you so much, Vanessa.